Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of UGA Sports Live. My name is Rodney Nabolsi. I'm joined by Dane Young and Jim Donnan. Jim Donnan is the former Georgia Bulldogs head coach, a Hall of Famer. And actually, we will give him the UGA Sports Live Hall of Fame induction here in a minute because the show has never been as good as it is now that we have Coach Donnan on every week to answer your questions and give us insight and basically tell me where I'm wrong, which is just about everywhere. But uh, we also want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, uh, Prime Trip. Uh, My Perfect Franchise, Athens Ford, uh, Dead Soxie, Academia Brewing Company, and Europi. We'll talk about them later on the show, and uh, we appreciate you folks hitting them up. I am here at Classic City Eats off Greensboro Highway outside of Watkinsville, just down the street from uh, downtown Watkinsville. There's some new menu items that they have out here you're going to need to check out. They have pizzas now. Uh, Coach, when you see this works pizza they have over here on the table behind me, you're going to lose your mind. So, anyway, uh, Quite the beat down in at South Carolina. Georgia rolls into South Carolina, rolls into Columbia, just absolutely lays it to the Gamecocks. Coach, just, there's a lot we can talk about from that game, a lot we can talk about this team now that we've seen three games. But I just want to get, kind of get your overall thoughts for the people that didn't tune into the watch-along game, the watch-along show, because they were maybe at the game. So give me, give me your thoughts on the South Carolina contest. I was really impressed with the fact that we took care of business and, you know, had every reason to – be overconfident uh, looking at the tape, watching South Carolina against Arkansas, but uh, just the way we took the ball effectively on the first two drives and then throughout the game, just consistently making the plays necessary to keep South Carolina off the field. And, uh, you know, they ran a fake punt, but that's probably good to get your, your kicking game always ready for stuff like that. But uh, it's a total mash. I mean, very uh, efficient, and uh, like I told you, you and Dane, when we finished it, it, the fact that it was a blast game and everything was also one where were very few mistakes, no stupid penalties, uh, very good discipline by the second and third groups that were in there, which is evident when you can uh, have good coaching like that, that you usually see those guys making stupid blocks in the back and uh, it just offside penalties and, you know, roughing the passer and things like that. Just didn't see any of that undisciplined type deal from those young bucks. But I would tell everybody here, uh, including the Kent State coach, pump the brakes on this Georgia football team. This is not the best assemblage of talent that's ever been. Have you ever looked at Miami in 2001 or 2002, all those guys that went to the post? We're going to be really good, and and let's go go for it. But uh, our defense, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm Kirby hasn't told me to say anything. I'm, I'm when you need to listen to him. I mean, uh, we've got some young guys that need to go against some better players, and when they do against each other in practice, they find what it's like. So uh, I feel like if you're going down a really steep hill. And you know you're gonna to have to stop. You gotta pump those brakes, baby. <laughs> and, uh, I, I feel like, uh, and I'm one of the most optimistic guys. And I told you last summer that hey, we really got a lot of good young players, and we're gonna be really good, particularly on offense. But uh, I, I think uh, right now uh, you'll be surprised Saturday when you see this Kent State Golden Flashes team come in here. Uh, they got a quarterback probably as good as anybody we're going to see, except Hooker and, and Levis. Maybe uh, 
maybe Richardson, but you know, Florida hadn't thrown a touchdown pass in three games, so their receivers are limited. But this guy Saturday would be worth the price of admission. I mean, uh, hopefully we can do a good job brushing him and keep him off balance. But he's a runner and passer, six three, two fifteen, and uh, we'll have a good time Saturday uh, getting to watch somebody challenge us a little bit. Uh, they can challenge us. Here's an early question from Middle Georgia UTA Dog Pound. What is a golden flash? That's a great question. Golden flash is when you have a really good looking butt and you flash somebody. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't really know what a golden flash is. And that's the one I clip for social media. That's the standalone of the show, everyone. Have a good night. Right. Yeah, we're done here. Uh, Dane, Dane, I want to get your take on this real quick because. Uh, Coach went right into one of the questions I was going to ask him. Okay, through three games, you've seen Georgia dismantle number 11 Oregon, just absolutely blister them, and that got a lot of people really excited. Then they played Samford. Now, we know Samford's a, a good team, but of course, it's it's Samford. Then you go and beat a, a very mediocre uh, South Carolina team with five starters out on defense, and you you know put up 48 points on them. So you're 3-0, and you're scoring points in droves, your young defense looks okay, and I've seen it. There's a story, I think, from AP today. Uh, is this team better than last year's team? They're talking about it on ESPN, CBS, ABC, everywhere. That's kind of thing I wanted to ask Coach, and he went right into it, was is this team, is this year's team better than last year's team? And I'm like, it, it's three games. Where's, you know, where's the tough games? Now, granted, Oregon was supposed to be a tough game, but that's a first – that's the first game of a new coach. So each one of these teams, I want to say, has more has issues. And you do what you're supposed to do. You blow them out. But I, th- I think Coach nails it. I'm like, I'm very excited about what we're seeing. But that Munson I just sent me makes me worry that, okay, have, we, have they really seen that adversity? Kirby Munson had seen adversity. That's not Munson but I mean, go ahead and bang. Give me you know your- I'm going to find something negative to worry about, Coach. I can see why the the hype train is going like it is. When you see Oregon beat a good BYU team the way it did, you start doing the transit of property and say, well, Georgia handled them easily. Like, what if Oregon ends up being a top 10 team by the end of the year and that's on Georgia's resume? Well, one, I think it's going to be needed because Georgia's schedule is pretty light the the rest of the way through. Other than, like Coach was saying, Tennessee and Kentucky, what happens to them You know, between now and the end of the season? I even thought Mississippi State was going to be the toughest game on Georgia's schedule, and then LSU had that fourth quarter against them. So as a whole, I think you look at it and you say Georgia dominated Oregon. I know South Carolina was down starters, and they're not that talented anyway, but you still went to South Carolina at a, a sleepy noon kick and dominated. So for all the tests that Georgia's had through three games, they passed with flying colors, and the offense – looks great and i think that's what people are most excited about as a whole is this team better than last year you can't really say that yet although i did say that on twitter and i think it's because of the offense uh and the skill guys that you see the quarterback play at georgia is better right now than it was at any point last year i'm confident in saying that yeah i don't know as good as as it was against michigan in the fourth quarter but you know it's good i mean he's definitely improved technique he's got a lot more uh practice with these receivers but uh at the same time uh you know i don't think it's really fair to make comparisons uh but you that's probably part of the deal with the media though that's what we're supposed to do but i don't think it's really fair to um we don't have anybody even close to to our inside presence of davis and uh 
Walker, uh, except for Carter. I mean, there's nobody in the three linebackers we lost. I mean, you saw Quay Walker and, and then Dean and the, those guys are playing in the NFL. These guys will come along. And then Kendrick, I mean, he, he's a pretty dang good corner. I mean, Lester's got a way to go. I mean, he's going to be okay. But uh, And seen starting for Minnesota Vikings. But I know everybody's fired up about Malachi, and I've talked him up as good as anybody. I mean, he's having a good year, but he's going to be a really good player. But he's got to work on his coverage, and he's got a lot to learn, just like anybody does. So, uh, Yeah, Coach, we saw that. They saw the most I'm the most optimistic guy on this show, probably, and uh, I'm, but I'm also realistic in the fact that uh, you know, re- you know, you got to be careful about. I mean, I mean, I know that's that thing one time where I'm, I've been waiting 55 years to, for this to have a team like this, and I really thought we were going to have a team like that, but I didn't think Quincy Carter was going to throw five interceptions against South Carolina. You know what I mean? So uh, you just never know, but. This team's going to be not going to be challenged that much. Some of these teams, and that, so consequently, everybody wants to give them the lot more love than they than maybe they are going to earn. But they'll they'll definitely uh, develop and get a lot better at the end of the year uh, when we play Tech and those teams. I mean, this in, in Kentucky, we the way we practice against each other and all that is going to be really good. So. Everybody probably gonna jump my ass about what I said, but uh, no. I mean, you listen to the head coach. Listen to what he says. I mean, uh, he's he, he says, "Hey, when you watch the tape, there's a lot of things that that we could have done better." I mean, and, and we don't see the tape like uh, uh, Dane and uh, Brent do. The film don't lie, and they see things. But there's people open. I mean, there, there's people. Uh, unblocked. Uh, there's uh, gaps in our coverage, but you know when all eleven are playing, sometimes you don't see all that because you, you make a play somewhere else. But uh, that's a point though that we saw in film. Don't lie. And I'm glad you just made it, Coach Spencer Rattler was was not good against Georgia, and it wasn't just because of the pressure that Georgia brought. A, a quarterback that sees the field a bit better hits some checkdowns, and Georgia gets burned. We saw that a couple times on film. Don't lie. Spencer, Spencer Radler, we talked about this all week last year. I mean, I've told you, I mean, if I'd, I'd go with Doty in a New York minute if I was uh, Shane Beamer. I mean, because his, his offensive line is not that great, and uh, he gives you a guy to move around and make some first down. Radler's not going to run with the ball. I mean, he'll run it if it's obvious that, that he can make it against man, but uh, – I think we're wasting time talking about South Carolina. I mean, they're going to be fighting for – they're going to be fighting with Missouri and Vanderbilt to see who's going to be in the cellar. I mean, they probably beat Charlotte. It's going to be a, it's going to be a tough game for them. They almost lost to Georgia State, who who almost beat Charlotte. I mean, it's one point. So, uh, then they got the South Carolina State coming in there, and they got good players. I mean, they'll be better than you think. So, after that, man, Burma Road for them. Don't they have to play A&M on a crossover game? And uh, I don't remember who the other one was. And then they still got Florida, Kentucky. Uh, well, I don't think we're so much we're worried about South Carolina, which is more the idea that this is team is, you know, you went in and you, you had the largest margin of victory ever in the series against them. So I think Dane nails it when it's like you passed the first three games with flying colors. 
and nothing you don't, else we can do. Right. We've done exactly. So, <laughs> so everybody wants to jump to the end of the book. Everybody wants to jump to the end of the movie. How's it going to turn out? So, well, based on the first three games, they're obviously better than last year. I'm like, well, they haven't really been tested yet. You saw Kamari Lasseter get torched in the uh, a couple plays there. They started picking on him. He'll get better, but again, it's his first year. Uh, Malachi well, we starts again first last, year. You know? What we do last year, like, didn't we beat UAB fifty six to three and Vanderbilt? Like, there was that opening game with Clemson though that I think tempered expectations from the start. I think the second one Georgia beats Oregon. Clemson a lot better than Oregon though. I mean, but I mean we you just compare scores. I mean Vanderbilt we had like thirty some points in the first quarter and then so hey. Uh, well, that's hey, the, I think let's talk about instead of comparing, let's just talk about where we're going from here. Myself, I mean, unless people want to want to get a big comparison, I'll go through every player on the team. <laughs> well, people do that because it's it's a frame of reference because we don't understand the X's and O's like you coaches do. And uh, go back to what Kirby Smart last few uh, press conferences he's had, he's said, you know, we've got some issues, and then he actually said Monday, he's like. I stand up here and I say things and you guys don't believe me because you want to write what you want to write. And I was, I was a little offended, but then I'm like, okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. He's right. I mean, I believe him when he says that the best competition George is getting is in practice. And I think that's going to yeah. be for the entire regular season. Sure. Sure. But he doesn't let us see practice. So we don't know what's going on in there. That's what drives us crazy. So more than usual, only- <laughs> more than usual this year. So, so that's why we're trying to figure out, you know, based on that small, uh, small window there what's actually happening so anyway uh, we got a lot of questions we need to get to and if you want to put your questions into the comment section there go ahead we have some for the dog vent but i want to mention a couple of our sponsors real quick first i want to mention our fruit buddies at prime shrimp okay this is a a neat company that came to us and said look can we send you some shrimp like, well of course you can send us some shrimp and basically what they do is you order from primeshrimp.com you, you use promo code uga sports pretty simple to spell and you'll get twenty dollars off your first order they're going to send you frozen shrimp that they have you know beheaded <laughs> defayed uh they've peeled them they're fantastic shrimp they come with little season packets inside and it's frozen it comes to your house with dry ice you put it into your freezer you don't have to worry about it spoiling and then when you're ready for shrimp you want to have shrimp tacos you want to have um, uh add it to some pasta you want to help shrimp cocktail you basically take it out and you drop there's two clear plastic bags. You take one of those out, you drop it into some boiling water. About two and a half, four minutes later, you take it out. The seasoning has covered the shrimp. It is phenomenal shrimp. It cooks perfectly. If you can boil water, you can have fantastic shrimp. Which so, flavor is your favorite? Uh, the se- the signature seasoned. I had some of that in a um, uh, with some dirty rice the other day. I'm just telling you, it's uh, excuse me, red, red beans and rice the other day. I had some, uh, I threw some of that with it and it was just phenomenal so uh the garlic and herb is also fantastic and there's just the plain i actually had it with some uh, the first time i tried it was with uh some cocktail sauce from st elmo's and of course it, you did. It, well it held up to that okay you guys know that cocktail sauce would knock down a mule and sometimes you can't even taste the shrimp but that shrimp came through with flying colors uh i want to mention also our friends over at dead Soxy simply because they were one of the people who recommended Prime Shrimp come to us. They know each other. They've, uh, they know how effective our audience is, you know, how loyal our audience is. The folks at Dead Soxy have been selling college socks to a bunch of different fan bases, a couple of old Miss grads that make these phenomenal 
very comfortable socks that have the true state technologies that don't slide down. The, my favorite are the no shows that's, you know, stay under the uh, top of your shoe there because I do a lot of walking. Love those. They have dress socks, they have athletic socks, but the cool thing is they have the red and black socks, all different types for Georgia fans. But, you know, if you got an LSU fan in the family, you can get them something. Uh, you got a coworker who's a, a Alabama fan, got something for them. So point being, check out our friends at Dead Soxy. And also, again, uh, use promo code UGA Sports to get 25% off at uh, deadsoxy.com. So check them out. Coach, when I rewatched the game film for Film Don't Lie, the one thing that stood out to me that I didn't really pay attention to when we were doing our watch-along show, Jamon Dumas Johnson was so quick and efficient, and he was in the backfield a lot. And I've been telling people, yeah, Georgia doesn't have the sack totals, but they they really are getting pressure. And, and the linebackers are young, but specifically with Pop, I was impressed with how efficient and strong and fast he was. To me, it was the best game I've seen from him. Yeah, he's going to continue to get better and better. You know, like Kirby said, I don't even think he got to play his senior year in high school. He's really just getting a lot more reps and uh, w- with better players. I'm talking about his surrounding supporting cast is helping him be better because they're doing what they're supposed to do, filling the gaps and taking on blocks and opening him up. And he can kind of feel the, the areas that he can get, get through and, He's kind of sneaky going through there, and he's really uh, very efficient and got good grasp of the defense. What you need, you got to have a guy that can get everybody lined up. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm really impressed with him. Uh, he he just a, uh, he's just a very I don't know what the exact word. I mean, he's just got the the it factor. I mean, he 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 knows what to do, and he can make the plays when they're there. I mean, between him and then. In the first game against Oregon, I saw Smile Munden, and I'm like, he's taking the wrong step half of the time at the, at the beginning of this. He seems to be getting more confident in what he's doing, and you saw him get pressure on Spencer Rattler. Yeah, all of those linebackers, the more and more they play, I mean, a great play on the goal line, intercepting that pass uh, by uh, uh, the one linebacker who was it, Trevin Mark? Uh, Tresman Marshall? Tresman got that one. So, uh, we we got and then Walker is not playing that much, but he's going to continue. The other thing is, all these guys are just great on special teams. They really can run and cover. And Podlesny uh, continues to just bang the ball out of the end zone. Which you know, going into the fall camp, I was worried about that. But uh, uh, it's just uh, what I would say is, from my standpoint, just as a, an observer that's a fan now. We need to just enjoy every week and understand what kind of role the UGA is on right now. I don't; they've lost one game in like two years. I mean, they just uh, at the end that end of that one season, you know, they ran it pretty good. That ran off all those wins and then won the bowl game and then here they come again last year with only one loss. Uh, this is a golden age, coach. This is a team that can win the conference, which we haven't done but once under Kirby. That's what he wants. want to win the conference championship first, and then maybe even if you don't, you can still win the national. But big goal to win the conference this year. Uh, you talk about the, them winning so much, and I, I've, I've put it in a column earlier in the year. I'm like, this is a golden age of Georgia football right now. I mean, you saw people throughout the country when they would win a game They've changed the chant to from "We want Bama" to "We want Georgia," so you have fans everywhere 
calling them out and the, the pundits are saying there's Georgia, then there's everybody else. And yeah, that sounds great. And I think a lot of that has to do, coach with the fact that the big question last year was Georgia's offense. So everyone's like, well, you know, you can, we're not sure about the whole quarterback situation, but this is a generational defense. And then once the generational defense all got drafted, everyone's like, well, they're going to take a step back. But they haven't really seen the step back because the offense has been producing so much. So I want to get your thoughts right now is uh, nobody was mentioning Stetson Bennett for like in the Heisman race or even in the top quarterbacks. We saw lists in the preseason, top five quarterbacks in the nation. He was never on it. And there was top five quarterbacks in the SEC. He wasn't even on that list. He was below Rattler. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a couple of guys like Greg McElroy, who know quarterbacks, he had him in his top five. But Yeah, you know, there were a lot of a lot of people but, that did not. So the point being, I think that they're starting to get uh, Brock Bowers, Darnell Washington's killing people. That offensive line's impressive. Kitty McIntosh leading the receivers – or leading, you know, Georgia's receivers' first two games. I think just a lot of this kind of, you know, well-earned enthusiasm is coming from – People, as Dane said, people love points. People like the offense. They love to see scoring and Georgia scoring in truckloads. Yeah, that's for sure. And I think you're going to continue to see that. Whether he's going to be in the Heisman, who knows? I mean, everything's going to unfold. Nobody even had a clue what was going on with Bryce Young at this time last year. I mean, and all of a sudden he finished up, excuse me, really strong. So uh, he's definitely got to be mentioned among the best quarterbacks in the country because you got to beat it. You got to have a good quarterback to have the record we got. But uh, whether that, I mean, four or five games from now we will. But there, there's no question Brock Bowers is the best tight end in, in America. And, and uh, he, he, Lord, what else can he do? Uh, but um, they, they, they really are limiting his reps in the game. I mean, he, he came out in midway to third quarter. And uh, of course, Delp came in and they, I like the fact the first play we go in there with with Carson Beck and instead of handing the ball off, we go over the top touchdown. I mean, I like that. And the Chapto Beamer's ass, I'm sure, but who cares? But it was it, rude. It, it just uh, it's good to see those young guys get in there and perform. But they, you know, they they've been going against each other all spring and all fall, and uh, I, I, we keep mentioning it, uh, which I've always been a great proponent of. Go practice more against your better players and then the scout team just make sure your team knows what to do uh, they're better off doing the physical reps against each other and the mental reps against the scout team so because you, you know most teams are running pretty similar plays and pretty similar defense that's what helped us so much against the Oregon the, the one thing that hadn't been said enough is we went against our defense the whole game that's what Dan Landing I mean they, he, he knew exactly that's a good point we knew what they were in, so it wasn't like, hey, what are they? And they might have tried a couple of different pressures or something, but uh, what, what a great prep. You know, you go through your whole all camp going against your defense, knowing you're going to play that in the first game. And then beat down our players knew what we were going to do to Bo Nix, too. So, uh, I mean, that that's just based on three games. But And Bo came back here the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, big game against Eastern Washington, and then, Really good game against the uh, BYU Cougars, so maybe he can keep it up. But, you know, he's got a tough tough road to hoe there with Washington and Southern Cal both looking pretty strong. I mean, Washington, very good move by them, picking up uh, that quarterback from Indiana, that left-handed kid. I mean, he came in there and torched 
Mel Tucker's Michigan State Spartan. So uh, the transfer portal is either really good or really bad for some of these teams. And boy, I mean, look at what it's done for the Ole Miss Rebels. I mean, Evans lighting it up at running back and a lot of those other guys on their defense. So uh, I don't want to just go into that too much, but let's get some questions here and challenge me a little bit. I need to get my brain going here. I'm fried here thinking about these comparisons. Give me give me something. I do love that Shane Beamer, after a loss to Georgia in his post-game news conference, has become like a national thing now where people want to see an annoyed Shane Beamer. Because last year, you know, it was, well, you know, they've got a 330-pound defensive lineman that's faster than everybody on this call, which he was right in talking about Jordan Davis. And then this year, it was like, no, we didn't quit. It's just it's Georgia. Like, what do you want us to do? You know, for uh, two straight weeks – Right after the first on Monday, he's apologized to somebody. The first week, he apologized to getting on some sports writer for something that he asked. And then this week, he apologized to those student athletes that he was mad at because they were, weren't off the field uh, so they could run that play on fourth down and it didn't work anyhow. So, uh, uh, so he apologized to them. And of course, they, some of the student athletes were mad because. Hey, we, we had our 15 or 30 seconds of glory out there, and we, we couldn't get off the field any quicker. So the logistics of it, you know, Josh Brooks and all our people, they would have had those people off the field. I guarantee you Georgia would have done it because they wouldn't want to chapter old, old Kirby, so they would have been off. But but I really think this is true, and I, I'm, I'm glad that they do it. And back when I was coaching here, one of the first things they said, hey, can we recognize these Olympic swimmers? I said, for sure. I mean, all these Georgia people ought to take a lot of pride in the fact that these people won a silver or gold medal and they got 96,000 or whatever. I mean, we are there to gain. Let them take a little time and recognize them. I, I think that's tremendous when you can recognize some of these uh, Olympic sports for, for what they've done. Like, say, a team wins a conference championship and you recognize them. I'm going to take up for Shane Bieber, though, Coach. That stadium is a horrible, horrible stadium. Well, hey, that's not your fault. No, I know. I'm just saying it's when they get into the end zones there, it's the, it's the only end zone in the SEC where you can't be in the end zone to film or take pictures or stand there. You know, they you can't even be there to be the guy that runs the uh, the net up. It's just it's – it's a zoo. So, you know, he's like, y'all need to get out of the way because if we saw there was uh, one fade route to the corner and the ESPN camera guy kind of got into that zone a little bit, he got uh, run into by, I think, uh, Lad McConkey, Brock Power, something like that. And I'm thinking if he had run the play and it's actually been successful and they, you know, uh, guy goes barreling into some of their uh, uh, young ladies down there, then they, he'd have been yelled at for that. It's like, why didn't you, weren't you worried about him? So, but to your point, after the game, he's absolutely frustrated because, I mean, He's supposed to remember how excited everybody was about Sean yeah, Beaver. All of a sudden, Georgia gets the biggest win of all time against them, and it, it could have been worse. They gave up a garbage sure. touchdown. He did. He, he had every right to challenge that guy for saying, "Hey, did we get?" But I will say this: that, that was a one, bad question. The one thing those girls have in common with the South Carolina Gamecocks, they were in the end zone as much as South Carolina was. <laughs> Shane actually has this inversed. Like both the, one time. <laughs> the football team should be asking the women's basketball team, can they be recognized? Yes. That's where the championship is. Can we there. come to your halftime? Like Dawn Staley, Dawn Staley yeah. runs that, that show. That girl that played so good for them 
ate up the NBA, WNBA too. She was, she went Asia, in Asia Wilson, right? Yeah. Yeah. She just jacked it up up there too. I mean, There's a champion there and it ain't Shane Beamer right now. No, that's, that's uh, what I'm saying. I want to mention our friends over at Academia Brewing Company. We had a uh, gentleman who's coming to the game this Saturday and he said, Hey, after the game, where should I go in town? I have some friends that are coming in from out of town. They're big uh, IPA guys. They love a good IPA. And I'm like, do you not listen to our show? <laughs> but I mentioned, I said, look, go to Academia because, you know, Georgia's games at uh, noon. If you want to watch all those 330 games, go there and check out the giant TVs they have everywhere. Have their Hoprodisiac IPA, which is an award winner. It, uh, people line up to get it. It's a phenomenal uh, IPA. Uh Eat great food. They have new menu items coming. They got a new steak coming. They have a new uh, black and blue burger coming out there. Uh, all sorts of new menu items that are working into the rotation. They've got the beer garden. So if it's a nice if it's weather like it was last past Saturday, you can sit outside in the beer garden and watch the game. They have an outside bar as well. Point being, it's a great place to go, especially if you're coming in town and you have people that have maybe different uh, – well, this person wants uh, a salad. This person wants uh, flatbread. This person wants a steak. You know, if you have a huge party and everybody wants something different, that can be uh, handled out of the Academia Brewing Company. Plus, they always have live music, trivia Tuesdays, uh, beer and biscuit brunch. Check out our friends at Academia Brewing Company. That's a great place to watch the game or do the watch along. Also, miss your friends at Your Pie, uh, Your Pie Pizza. We've had that recently on our watch along show. It was phenomenal. I tell people to go ahead and order your Saturday pizzas today so that, because on Tuesdays is the double points on the Europi app. So hit up the Europi app, go through and say, okay, I want this pizza and I want this crust and I want uh, these toppings and I want this cheese. Go ahead and get all your orders and tell them that you'll either have to deliver it or pick up or whatever uh, for this coming Saturday. And you'll get, go ahead and uh, order today. And that way you get double points. So you don't have to wait until Saturday and you know, not have that. Great pizza, great gelato, great sandwiches, great uh, pastas, great salads. Hit them up at uh, uh, Your Pie. Tons of locations throughout the southeast. Huge Bulldog fans, Drew and Ellie French, the uh, founders of Your Pie. And I guarantee you they will be in the stands watching the Georgia take on the Golden State or the Kent State Golden Flashes, whatever a flash is. So. You said gelato correctly that time. Isn't that the word that you've struggled with in the past years of this show? I can say prosciutto too, but you know. It's, oh! Oh, spelling bee time. That's going to be <laughs> – no. we'll save it for the off season, right? Dude, I, I misspelled peak. I did. I wrote sneak peak on the Eli Manning, Stetson Bennett video that we have up at UJSports.com. Eli Manning came and talked to Stetson Bennett. It's a great little clip. He's going to be on Eli's Places, and they sent us a preview clip, and uh, folks need to check that out. And so last night I'm like, oh, we need to call this a sneak peak, and I wrote P-E-A-K. And it's like a mountain, like a mountain. It was on the site for like 12 hours. I'm like, God bless America. I'm such a moron. So, but again, I just wasn't thinking last night. I was probably a little drunk. I don't know, but we, we don't do spelling bees. So, well, maybe in the I, office, you know, I spent a year just bragging on that. I could say, Ui Ungalale. And then the next year it was Bo Nix. Yeah. So you I didn't get to, I didn't get to flex this year. So I'm trying to work in some broadcastery things in there. Um, Curtis Maximus says the real champ is Shane Beamer's wife. She's better looking than Marcus Freeman. Slow down, Curtis. We've had this discussion before and we'll leave it at that. 
Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yeah, his uh, his profile picture is Nicholas Cage as a pickle, so it's Pickless Cage. Um, this was me filibustering as uh, Coach Donna stepped aside for a second, but he's back, so that means we get to our questions from UGASports.com. Uh, first one, uh, not even a Georgia question, from KCKD. Are you all surprised that Jermaine Burton has been, quote, meh at Alabama? Who? Jermaine Burton. Who? <laughs> no, uh, you, you never know how things are going to end up. There's a lot of uh, ball left, but he's got to be frustrated, you know, to make a move like that. And with the idea of getting the ball and they, they just can't protect the guy. I mean, look at their, old, their whole line. I mean, doesn't look as good as it was last year. Got a guy from Vanderbilt starting at left tackle who is a good player, but, um, I just don't know. Maybe he's not even left tackle now. I don't know where he's playing, but but Alabama got some really good players, but they don't have, uh, you know, they don't have a consistent running game, and they can't protect the quarterback. But they got a great quarterback. But I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes for them. I mean, they got Vanderbilt this week, but you know, got some. I guess they got to play Tennessee and then, you know, Arkansas, all those teams on their side and Tennessee on a crossover. So we'll see. Yeah. People talked about Georgia's receivers for so many years, not being of Alabama's quality or LSU's quality or Clemson's quality. I think it's proving around the country. It's really hard just to reload receivers to have. I mean, what Alabama had was almost best ever kind of stuff. I mean, mean, look at over last three or four years, all the guys playing in the league, but, Seriously, I mean, I like our receivers. Uh, and, of course, Mitchell didn't play the other day, but re- encouraging to see, uh, you know, Marset dropped that pass, but encouraging to see Bell and uh, and uh, Marset. I mean, those guys are going to help us. And then now all of a sudden you got Kyrus Jackson and uh, and Blaylock hadn't really been getting many balls, but they they can do it too. So, uh, but McConkey is just a difference maker. I mean, he can make so many things happen when the ball in his hand and really good blocker too. He just kind of, you know, just, uh, just menace there. I mean, just get after you. I'm mean, just stay after you all the way. And, uh, uh comes just, at you like a spider monkey. That guy, he, he's, he's very, very <laughs> he's very effective. And then you got the masher out on number zero out there, just putting his arms out and just puts you in a death lock. I mean, it's overwhelming what he can do. Uh, I thought Kirby had a new word there. I mean, I, he must have talked to his mother, who was a thinking English teacher. He said, we're looking for displacement on the blocking where he, I guess you displace where he used to be and put him somewhere else. If it's not in this place, he's in this place. So, uh, <laughs> Darnell displaces people. I'm like, he does. He, that's he, the greatest description I've ever heard of actually getting someone to play. I'm surprised more people didn't say something about it. But well, what, what's the next? It's my, it's my favorite quote of the year. Uh, with receivers, one that people should just keep an eye on, a, a walk on, kind of like Cass Jones made the trip to Columbia. This guy won't travel most likely, but when they're, when they're playing at home, Makai Muse, I'm hearing a lot of good things. Oh, yeah, he's, Muse. he's good. He's, he's, he's really quick. They use him a lot to return punts just so the team practices, you know, quick movement and breaking down and all. I mean, the guy is extremely quick, and that's a good good name to bring up. I hope he gets in some. Uh, I think he got in against Sanford a little bit. Uh, 
He did, and I expect he will against Kent State as well. I'm just—he's not a travel guy right now, but when they play at home, he'll be on the field. And I hope we can get him in there. I don't know, forty-four points. I mean, if I would ever take the points in the game against Georgia, I would think Kent State's got a good chance getting that forty-four. Here's a question from Pine Tree One: Is not Carson getting forty-four points? They'd start out forty-four to nothing against us, right? Is Carson Beck in the driver's seat for QB1 next year? You know, he's definitely ahead just because of uh, all the game experience he's getting. And, you know, when Brock goes in, it's just, you know, kind of not really anything but handing the ball off or just running some with some guys that aren't near as experienced as he is. But uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of mountains to climb between now and next year, all the spring practice and uh, – fall camp and all where it'll be up, you know, more of a competitive situation where they both, but he, he's definitely ahead, no question. And I've been impressed. I told Coach Munkin uh, when I did congratulate him, I saw him for a minute, I say, I was, I was happy that in the two games and he's had a chance that, uh, you know, the kid's gone in there, he's like 12 out of 15 or something like that. He had one drop for a touchdown. I mean, he's, he's very, uh, very much in control and, I like the fact that they let him keep running some stuff instead of just handing the ball off. But he's made a lot of improvements since his first spring here. I mean, really has improved. And so has Vandergrift. And, you you know, you got to watch out for old uh, Gunner, too. I mean, he's got that little something about him. He just makes plays all the time. And he's working with the scout team now. He's getting a lot of practice. we got a good quarterback room right now. Do you think so, they would take a uh, transfer coach? You know, it depends on who it'll be. Uh, you never know. I mean, all of a sudden, if uh, Bryce Young wants to transfer, I mean, uh, <laughs> if Caleb Williams decides he wants to go at it again, I mean, you, you gotta, I mean, you gotta take that call and see who's available. I mean, well, I was just thinking because you know, you kind of they want they like to have four QBs plus some uh, guys to help them get through practice, and then Stetson leaves. They don't have a. Really, you know, a, a are you sure he's QB gonna leave? Are you sure there's not a seventh year? <laughs> he may not, but they don't have a big name QB in this recruiting class, you know. So I could just see a situation where they're like, well, we need a fourth guy, you know, and they're they're really in on some 2024 well, guys, we, but we've done it before. I mean, look at who we brought in. I mean, we brought in the kid from Wake, then we brought in uh JT. So, nothing wrong with that. I mean, uh, and certainly the quarterbacks here would. Would, would see why. I mean, uh, if you've got a, a really good player that, that wants to surround himself with a lot of good players, then he, he, he makes that overture. You look at it, but not at the point that you would disrupt a situation if you feel like he's not as good as the ones you got. I mean, you don't do that. Question from I've been good. Outside of a win and no injuries, what do you want to see the dogs come away with after playing Kent State? From my perspective, I want to see how we defend this quarterback just because uh, he's very adept at uh, doing a lot of the stuff that we've seen. And, and, and you people, you and Brent have explained about RPOs and the extent that they can test the defense because if you come up to stop the run, you could, they throw the ball in the hole behind them. Uh, saw it with Jalen Hurts last night time after time. If, if a guy left the hole, he would hit the guy. Or if, it, if the hole was open, they, they ran the running play. 
and he's using his his feet on the perimeter. Uh, th- this this scheme that uh, Kent runs is a very uh, difficult one. I think they played Auburn a couple years ago and got a lot of points on them. Uh, maybe looked that up maybe two years ago before Harson was there. They scored a lot of points on, them. but but I don't see them scoring a lot on us. But they'll. Uh, I feel like they'll score. I mean, they just got they got too many weapons. This is a good team. Not I'm not going to say they're a national powerhouse, but I mean seven to three against Oklahoma at the half, uh, and they really scored on like with three three seconds to go or something to go seven three. So uh, and then their defensive scheme is one that just drives you nuts. They run that three three five thing, kind of like Arkansas. Where you know you got three down linemen, and then you got the five guys that any of the linebackers can come. So they're gonna make you look bad. Some, you know what I mean? They're gonna make you, you. You can't pick up everybody, particularly if they bring all eight. But you never know who, which one of those five are coming, and you don't see it that much. Uh, Mississippi State runs a version of it, so they'll make us look bad. So there, there's gonna be a show next week where. We're going to have a myriad of questions. What's wrong with our running game? How can they get that penetration? Or why can't we stop this dual threat quarterback? And I'm just telling you right now, go to the game. You'll see it. Uh, there's going to be – it's going to be fun to see the other team challenge us a little bit. And uh, That won't be fun. People freak out. Well, you trying to freak me out with that pizza there? <laughs> now, I figured people didn't want to see my face anymore. I, I do want to mention that while we're out here at Classic City East, they do have a, some new menu items. They have a new pizza oven out here, and that looks great. Plus, they have new sandwiches you need to try out. So we can keep asking questions, but I figured instead of y'all looking at me, y'all can look at the pizza. So this is did one that, that I – Did you get that to go? I'm about to. The, no the 246 Hamilton? No, uh, <laughs> you want me to bring you? Uh, oh shoot, I can bring you the whole damn thing, Coach. Oh, sure. We'll, we'll hook you up. Yeah, go ahead. What, what's the next one? Let you uh, kind of coach out a little bit on this one because go dogs thirteen seventy one. I like it. I like it. Because Kent State's offense derives from the Baylor and Bryle scheme, will it help Georgia get looks at what it will face against Tennessee? Exactly. I mean, very similar to what Hooker does. I mean, they got that. Uh, they got that kind of uh, deal where you take those maximum splits with your wide receivers and you're always threatening the whole field and throw the ball deep. I was surprised that they didn't take more deep shots against us in South Carolina the other day, but uh, it, it definitely will help you because you get a whole week of practice against it, then a game, and uh, uh, it, and it's very similar to, to what they do. Uh, that's a very astute question by the – who was that that said that? That was Go Dogs thirteen seventy one. Well, that's good. You know that was just a little bit before the Pinta and the Nina came over here from fourteen ninety two. So that was good. Uh, Coastal VA <laughs> Dog says my biggest concern with the team is that uh, it has not faced adversity yet, and it just seems that I'm not sure how we'll handle it because we are so young. By adversity means an injury or sloppy play, kind of like Bama versus Texas, or playing from behind. And he's saying, is Georgia too talented that that just won't happen? Or is, I guess, how do you manage that when you haven't faced adversity yet? It'll, it'll happen. I mean, you, I mean, that's why you have a game. I mean, it, things happen in games. Uh, you just you, you can't plan it. But you do try to practice it. They, they have a ton of uh, – Adversity in practice. So they work on all kinds of situations. 
backed up uh, Hail Mary practice, defending the Hail Mary. Uh, App State, App State, it works. <laughs> Two-minute offense, four-minute offense. Uh, get the ball back. You know, we got to get the ball back. This is the kind of pressure we're going to use. Two-point play, defending the two-point play, what to do after a safety, all that stuff. And um, But I will tell you this, one of the best quotes I ever heard, which I give a chance to give you a little long fella here. Adversity causes some men to break, others to break records. So when you got a chance at adversity, you can bust up or you can go on and break the record and handle it. So I feel like we'll handle it, but whether we handle it enough to not get beat when it happens, who knows? But that's why we're watching all the games. Charlotte, grow through suffering. Charlotte Dog asks, who will give Georgia the most problems this year, and who do you think will win the West? I think it's a good question because we had been hyping up Mississippi State, and as I said earlier, their fourth quarter, they got bullied by LSU. Hey, I was really surprised with uh, Mississippi State, the way they started and then had a chance to put that game away. And then they looked like they had a bad halftime adjustment program. I mean, they they must have gotten intimidated by the Tiger outside the dressing room. But uh, they they played they played very poorly. And the uh, quarterback from LSU jumps around and, you can see why Arizona State got fired. I mean, they lost him, and they got fired the other day. So, uh, he's a good quarterback. So, who do you think on Georgia's schedule is the most troublesome, I suppose? Tennessee? I would say Tennessee uh, just because of Hooker and the fact that they're all their receivers are so good. I mean, you got this hot kid coming in, but the one that got all the receptions last year is having a big year, too, and then – uh, but Kentucky's going to be up there. I mean, they they could be one or two losses when you when you get up there, or maybe riding high. So uh, we're, we're going. Who knows about Florida? I mean, maybe they'll get some receivers, but it's hard to believe they played three games and had thrown one touchdown pass. I mean, that's that's hard to understand. I mean, I mean, when we ran a wishbone, we even threw some touchdown passes. So I mean, come on. I don't feel sorry for the Gators one bit, though. I mean, I, I can hear it in your voice, Coach. How how broken up you are that they have they don't have a touchdown pass. They, they, I would say seven points is being nice to Florida this week. I mean, I, I mean, unless Florida gets Richardson just plays out of his mind, Tennessee might get the monkey off. Somebody was saying that they, like in the last thirty five or thirty six games against. Alabama, Georgia, and uh, Florida, they're like four and 32 or three and 35 or something like that. Yeah, they, they, they won, lost five in a row to Florida. They hit, they hit that one uh, Hail Mary against us and they beat Florida one time. They hadn't beaten Alabama in 15 years. So, uh, kind of a Kind of a tough run there for for the balls. I don't feel sorry for them either. But coach, <laughs> text your buddy the bear and tell him that I'm upset that they picked Florida and Tennessee when you've got three and O Duke going to three and O Kansas. That's never going to happen again. Well, they're going to go out there for game day and basketball. They're not. I mean, that's what they do. That that's those, a point. That's but they. I mean, that's why they should do it. It's, it's the rarity. That guy. I mean. You probably have about a hundred people come to uh, KU. <laughs> they 
I mean, as much as I don't like Oklahoma State, KU's close. I mean, <laughs> hey, you don't have to play Oklahoma State anymore, Coach. You don't have to worry about that. Rock, rock Chalk, Jayhawk. I mean, come on, what a cheer. Have you ever been to Allen Fieldhouse? I have not. No. I mean, that place, wake up the echoes when you go in there. You think James Maysmith's going to come out there and shoot a free throw. I mean, that place is old now. I'm talking about <laughs> really old. But they got, a nice, they got a nice floor and everything, but. They, they need to renovate that baby a little bit, I would say. Roddy, I'm going to throw this one to you. This is from Wales Dog. Do you anticipate Georgia offering larger NIL deals last minute to any recruits who could be committed to other teams? Georgia does not offer NIL deals. That is illegal. They're not allowed to do that. Now, collectives and other people are allowed to do that, but the university itself cannot coordinate such things. So will other uh, organizations, other Business owners will, you know, the collectors, people who are in charge of that stuff offer all of them. Absolutely. That is uh, Kirby Smart knows that's the landscape. He brought in uh, the reference at the Classic City Collective, you know, Matt Hibbs and such and said, look, uh, their kids are, you know, getting uh, promised stuff at other schools. We can't do that ourselves, but you guys can. So uh, that's just that's the landscape. Now, I even asked him about it yesterday. I said, what's going on with, you know, what, how with more months of watching how NIL goes down and you've had some, you know, visits uh, on, on campus, you know, what is your new take on the whole landscape? And he says, we still don't have a big enough uh, sample yet of what's going on there. But yes, there are people, there are people that saw uh, guys who were, I mean, we, we'd have uh, quotes from a kid about why he's coming to Georgia. And then all of a sudden he goes somewhere else, you know, or we'd have a kid reach out to us and say, Hey, uh, come shoot my commitment video. And we're like, okay, we'll be there Monday. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Alabama instead. So it's. The or they produce bad. a commitment video, but they did it for another one as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, definitely. So you have that sort of stuff going on. And uh, it's a lot of uh, negative recruiting out there. But right now it's more about, uh, hey, we have donors and boosters lined up to help you out with NIL. You know, we can't do it ourselves, but, you know they will be able to talk to you uh, once you're a student here. And uh, it's, it, it's a crazy thing right now. You know what you, you know, can do yourself. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess this is a public thing. I'm not going to say anything. I'd say. <laughs> That's, hey, well, I, I do want to mention a couple of our other sponsors real quick. And these are people who could actually set up an NIL deal, you know? So like, uh, let's say Athens Ford, who we know is takes care of all of, uh, takes care of us. They take care of our readers, take care of our viewers. We had a couple of people recently reach out to us and say, hey, I've been looking for a, a Ford Bronco. And they go out to Athens Ford and order it from them, which means a lot to us, by the way. Uh, it's people like that who go out, who support the university, take care of them. And trust me, Athens Ford does this. They do a great job taking care of UGA, you know, and it comes down to, well, you know, where do we spend our money? So what Athens Ford does is they take care of the community. They take care of the coaches. They take care of uh the university itself, you know, but what they haven't done is gone and say, we're going to go get one player. So if you're at Delta, you're at Athens Ford, you're at um, uh, anybody else, you got to start thinking about what are, what are we going to do with our promotional money? So a lot of people are kind of waiting to see how it, it pays out. But what I tell people about our friends at uh, Athens Ford is these guys are 
insane supporters of UGA. Brian Clover and the folks out there, they do a fantastic job of taking care of UGA. They're huge fans. So if, if you want to support the people who could do this sort of NIL stuff and who could take care of the university, when you go looking to buy a vehicle, go to Athens Ford. Don't go somewhere else. Go and get that lifetime powertrain warranty. Don't buy one in Conyers. Don't buy one in, you know, uh, Covington. Don't buy one in Ackworth or, you know, uh, Noonan. Come to Athens. Get one there because those folks are taking care of your university. You know, so we, we appreciate that a lot. Also, um, if you want to become independently wealthy so that you can do your own NIL deals to help George get a quarterback, you know, when when that kid signs and you're like, hey, I want you to represent my company and be, you know, hold our product up. Check out our friends at MyPerfectFranchise.net. That's Andy Ludecki. Uh, he basically helps you, even if you want to keep your regular job, but if you want to get into a franchise where you are the boss, be it turnkey or, you know, full immersion, you know, where you're there every day, uh, hit up MyPerfectFranchise.net. There are over 3,000 different franchises out there. Talk to Andy. He will help guide you to one that would fit your parameters. So if you're looking to get out of the rat race, you want to be the person that signs the front of the check instead of the person that signs the back, check out Andy Ludecki and My Perfect Franchise. And then when you're super wealthy or mediocre wealthy, you too can be a a part of the uh, NIL deal and get uh, these Georgia players to represent your company. So get them all. All right, Coach, let's get to the gripes of the fan base. 1970Dog says, our run game is not as good as previous years. Are we just not doing what works for us, or do we just not have a Chubb or a Swift on the roster? It's not calling runs. I mean, that's what it gets down to. We call passes that look like runs, and uh, you don't get credit for them in the running game. But I feel good about our running game. I I mean, I can – put my head on the pillow every night and, and feel very good about our uh, running game and, and nothing against what he said. We just don't have stats, but you look at all those short balls we throw behind the line or those little toss, those are runs. And our, I, I promise you our offensive line can block with, with any offensive line we've ever had here. Uh, I, I can say that without question, that, that's not an issue. And our second team is close to that. We got second team linemen. So, yeah, it was it nineteen seventy dog? Is that was it? Is that the one that asked the question? That was nineteen seventy dog. So you can you can relax about our running game. I mean, maybe you just maybe worry about our defense against the deep pass or our inability to uh, tackle in space and or something like that. But running game, that's the least of my worries right now. I'll give a particular shout-out to Tate Ratledge. I thought he had his best game as a dog against South Carolina. I thought he looked really good. He's good. Um, Coach, is that a – let me interrupt real quick, Dan, before we get to the next question. All the little – those little pop passes and stuff like that, is – are we to the point where you start calling this a, a style of offense? You know, you had the fun and gun. You had all these themed offenses. Is this kind of a – I don't say new thing, but it's just just this uh, aggressiveness and this uh, all this. I mean, it's just very similar to what you see to pros. Everybody's doing it. I mean, you just it's copycat. I mean, it's too easy to spread people out and get them away and and and, and get a mismatch. Not to do it. I mean, you can knock your head against the wall trying to line up and just knock everybody off the ball and hope you make four yards. Or compared to Line a guy one place, put him in motion, and bring him back the other way and confuse the defense, and he runs right by the 
by the defensive end, so you don't even block them. That's, that's what I used to like about the uh, about the option offense, and that's why people like uh, Air Force and Navy and Army do good against these big teams. They can't block them, so they just read them. I mean, you got a big old Chilardo over there, 300 pounds, you're going to knock him off the ball with a 260-pound cadet? No, you're going to read him, and if he turns his shoulders, you're going to pull it. If he comes up the field, you're going to hand it off, and that's why uh, that's what you're doing with the RPOs. You read the linebackers, and in the case of Kent State, they read the safety sometimes. Uh, if the safeties take a bad step, they're going over the top with it. So uh, it'll be good to see how we defend that. P-Tech one, a, a poster from the Dogman after my own heart. He says, Cass Jones is a redshirt freshman. What do you think the chances of him getting significant playing time are by the time he's a senior? I think he's going to play some for Georgia. He got too much speed. I mean, he's walk on from Texas that nobody knew much about until Roddy brought him out last week. I don't know where he found out about him, and it certainly wasn't from me because I, I didn't know who he was. But he definitely uh, – has got some jets in his butt, man. This guy can run. And uh, he's kind of like Dan Jackson was on the scout team and all. He gets everybody's attention. Uh, That's what I've heard this week after talking to some people about him. He just – he makes plays on the scout team all the time because they need speed over there. And he's he's, he's out there against our defense. And they took him on the trip to help be a backup on some of the special teams. And then all of a sudden we're, you know, getting to the point we need to – eat, ride, and warm up against them and put some of those guys in there. And he just showed he showed a lot of juice in there. I was happy with him. He'll 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 make he'll make an imprint. I love your ERWs. I really do. You see more ERWs when you get when you don't have the 70 man. When you get to 90 yeah. and 95, those guys that eat the pregame meal, ride the bus to <laughs> warm up, uh, they get in there. It's uh, my cool. favorite. That and Chilardo, you hit you hit my uh, Jim Dodd and Bingo card for the my favorite comments on the uh, podcast. We'll sneak in a few from YouTube. Our buddy Eddie from Ackworth, Coach, does the lack of sacks concern you? Not really. Uh, it's the style of the game now. Everybody's catching, throw, RPOs, hard to sack. I mean, you're going to see around the country. Uh, Will Jones doesn't have many sacks for. Uh, uh, what, what what's Will? What's the guy at Alabama? Will uh, Anderson? Will Anderson? Uh, you know he just he hasn't made near the sacks. People are getting the ball and getting rid of it, so uh, it's hard to do it in college right now. So, uh, but we do pressure the quarterback. We we influenced the guy last week. He was uh, about fifteen times he was out of the pocket or he had people in his face. Uh, I know you can tell us exactly because you do the. Brent Rollins stuff. How many times was he affected last week? Spencer uh, Brent has the the data on that. I just pull some video, man. I'm a video person. I well, look, I look, coach. I'm a GM, right? So with these NFL okay, games yeah. happening, I'm doing yeah. But usually we, we just come up to your office and want more money and uh, another <laughs> player, but we don't worry about the stats. It's easy wearing a coat now, trying to trying to sell us on this thing. Bill Parcells used to say, uh, "Hey, if you're going to make a pie." You, you ought to be able to buy the ingredients for it, you know, and uh, that's what he used to talk about why he didn't have more to say in who the players were. You know, hey, if I'm going to have this pie, I need to know what kind of ingredients I'm making up. So, uh, guy then, tells us that a golden flash is a golden eagle. 
Is it a golden eagle? I'm, you can't lie on YouTube comments, Coach. <laughs> like that's the bearer of all truths. Um, I, I can. I could probably. Well, then why not just go with golden eagle because it's a giant bird? Because you don't want to be that much like Auburn. I got a joke. They're when tigers. We, I got a war joke. eagle. I got a joke today about the about the eagle. So we'll finish up with that one. When you point, how much long? One more question or what? Uh, I think it's time for that, and we wrap up. Well, there was this. Uh, there was these two uh, preachers that were in a wreck, and uh, and they uh, all of a sudden they're up in heaven, and and they said to him, said, "Look, you weren't supposed to come up here till uh, next week." And uh, I tell you what, we'll let you go back to earth. You can be anything you want. And the one preacher said, hey, I'd like to be a bald eagle. I'd like to be able to fly over the mountains and go anywhere. The other one said, well, you know, I've lived a really good life and I really uh, done everything right. He said, I'd like to be a stud. And he said, okay. So uh, next week uh, they talked to the, the angel said, look, you got to go pick up those two preachers. Said the first guy won't be hard to find. He's probably flying over the Rocky Mountains. He's a bald eagle. But that other guy's a two by four in, in a, a condo in uh, Miami <laughs> Beach. <laughs> Roddy's head is in his hands right now. I didn't see that was coming. Oh, for the God. listening audience. <laughs> He's a two by four in a condo in Miami Beach. So I, that's why I heard the bald eagle. All right. <laughs> Everybody, tune into our watch along show Saturday noon for Kent State. We'll be on about five minutes beforehand. That game's on SEC Network Plus. Yeah, how do you, how so, do you get that game? Uh, you hope and pray. Um, no, it's it's if you have ESPN Plus, if you're subscribed to that, you can see it there on some cable and satellite outlets. I've seen it before to where there are alternate channels near sec network and that sometimes it will have been on there yeah. i have no idea if it will be we're gonna i don't i don't think that's gonna have plus like seven dollars a month or something mine's in a bundle with disney plus because i have kids so it's like 15 dollars a month for disney hulu and espn all right where do you get to us well we got to set up a new tv for our watch along and hopefully we'll be able to just download that app onto the tv and watch it there so fingers crossed sounds we'll good our, and well, if I'm not, kidding. we'll just watch something on Disney Plus together. How about that? <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all ready for uh, Coach Jonas takes on Frozen? Yeah. Love it. Let it go, Coach. Let it wow. go. Watch Gilligan's Island. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if we want to do a Sanford and Stun Marathon, I'm all over that. So, just hey, you know. I mean, you laughing your ass off the whole time, that's for sure. There was a viral tweet that Tom Brady is older now than one of the cast members of Sanford and Son when he was on there. And then they showed the picture and it's, you know, a guy looking older at the time from what was that the seventies. So um, it, hey, it's, Tom, it's just you're saying Tom Brady's old. Tom went out to somebody the other day and then uh, Evans went out there and protected him. Uh, Got a suspension from it too. Yeah. So remind me never to tick off my, my Kevin. I'll tell you somebody everybody needs to watch and it's a new breed of football uh, quarterback is Allen at Buffalo. That guy is on a different planet than anybody. And I, I like Herbert from uh, Chargers. And, of course, but these big old strong guys, they can Tommy gun that thing. It can also move their feet. Wow. I mean, I guarantee you, Cook and uh, Isaiah McKenzie, they got to be happy. They're going to be making a lot of playoff money. Yeah, so Cook at 
Cook had a pretty nice day the other day. I was very happy for him. So, well, thanks, for, thanks for everybody. Just put the brakes on. Enjoy the ride. I mean, this is a casual Sunday afternoon ride, and don't get too fired up about going too fast. And let and just enjoy. Look at the scenery. Well, that's a nice house over there. Well, we got, you know, hey, enjoy the game Saturday instead of uh, finding something yeah, wrong with us. Don't think about the mountain cabin. You'll get there eventually. Just think about the drive up. Check out all the pretty uh, leaves on the way. Uh, do what uh, uh, Derek Walker says. Hit the like on the video, guys. We really appreciate that. Share this with your friends if you would. It means a lot to us. Uh, yes. Hit the subscribe button if you're not. We've added uh, 300 subscribers since last Monday. That's phenomenal. So Most popular uh, Georgia YouTube channel out there. What do, do, what do they do? Just put subscribe and they don't, doesn't cost them anything, right? Doesn't cost me anything. Just hit the subscribe button. And basically, that lets you know when we go live. So we have people who, uh, like I got a couple phone calls from uh, uh, people who obviously are not subscribed because they would know that I'm doing the show right now. So uh, if you get Is a chance. Is that Paul again? Is that Paul? No, no. Paul, Paul knows better. It's, it's actually somebody else on the beat I need to check out mm, real quick. Okay. So anyway, uh, if you get a chance, hit the subscribe button. We greatly appreciate it. And we will see everyone next Tuesday at noon. Thank you for watching.